Welcome back to Thinking Caps Summer Edition. I'm on the road, Richard's in the UK, but we wanna bring you some news that just came out around the CCPA and some compliance there. There's some new news that uh, analytics trackers are in the crosshairs. So will it affect you? Let's dig in right now. Yeah, Rich, this is really interesting. I mean, it's it's definitely fair to say that enforcement has definitely started and marketers need to be aware of what's going on. And there was a great Digiday article here that we're going to break down. Today, we are going to look at the enforcement of the CCPA and give marketers a view on what is actually going on. Yeah, Rich, I mean, it's clear that enforcement is starting behind CCPA and marketers need to know what's going on. Digiday launched uh, two articles uh, we're going to dig into one of them, but go ahead, Rich, g- give me the particulars of what you have. Yeah, so essentially enforcement letters, right, have now begun to stream out to advertisers, social media sites, data brokers and ad tech firms from the California Attorney General's office. Yeah, I mean, it is clear now that the CCPA, the California Consumer Privacy Act and the CCPRA, um, clearly enforcement's not just about data breaches anymore, Rich. It's also about cookies and tracking technologies. So, uh, and that includes these analytics trackers that a lot of marketers who are watching are probably using in some way. And the penalties for violations could be incredibly steep. Well, all right. So it's definitely something we need to like dig into. So what's going on? All right. There's a guy called Rob Bonta, who's the state's AG, who's been sending out these letters uh, to enforce CCPA. Uh, and he's, these letters have essentially made his position very, very clear. And that's what I think we need to dig into. The big thing to note here is that data tracking for advertising and analytics purposes, as you say, including cookie-based tracking, fits within the CCPA's definition of a data sale. Of a data sale. Yeah, I mean, think about that, a data sale. So, And there's a few uh, lawyers that Digiday, uh, the Digiday authors spoken to. And they said that many companies are being asked to provide details about the data, uh, data sharing and specifically data around cookies and tracking. So that could be from their ads, could be from their analytics. So clearly CCPA is going much beyond just the data that a market is storing, but going after the data they might be buying, using or bartering for analytics and tracking. Yeah, and that's not the only thing that gives us a view into kind of how the Attorney General's office are thinking about enforcement when it comes to CCPA. Um, Lawyers are also interpreting a series of generic CCPA case examples that the agency published on July the 19th, which show evidence of enforcement around tracking for analytics purposes and opt-out notices. So there really isn't much of a grey area left now. Cookies and other tracking tech uh, for ads and analytics are firmly in the enforcement crosshairs of the CCPA. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I'm going to read a little bit here. There's one case uh, example published by the AG's office. An unnamed social media firm was actually accused of non-compliance after sharing personal information about people's website activities with third-party analytics providers without providing the appropriate notice or opt-out capabilities. In fact, this recording this morning on August 3rd, there's a new article that goes even deeper onto those opt-outs and how general third-party opt-outs are not going to cut it. And it's very, very clear um, that you know third-party trackers uh, and people that are tracking things from apps and websites are in the crosshairs of the CCPA. So 
let's just sort of take a step back, right? Data sharing via analytics and trackers could constitute a data sale, according to the Attorney General. That's going to have massive consequences for marketing, market, marketers and advertisers, right? No question about that. So the question is, how are they actually thinking about fines? You know, what's going to be the damage for those companies that are caught out of compliance? Well, a lot of the action right now is sending out letters with a 30-day cure period to rectify. However, things are going to get very hairy at the next level of enforcement. Oh, yeah, there is no doubt there. And uh, if you think about this, the state could charge companies for each individual instance of a cookie-related violation. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. there could be thousands, if not millions, of uses of cookies across you know, your ad ecosystem and tracking. So if it could charge for each time a California resident interacts with a website without proper notice or opt-out capabilities, that could be huge. And I'm quoting here, in cases like these, the number of violations may be large. That's an attorney quoted in it. And I'll go on to, to, to continue with, a big tally of violations can add up to giant civil penalties. When violations are found to be unintentional, each one could result in a $2,500 fine. I mean, that's crazy. And then if found intentional, it could be as high as $7,500 each violation for each cookie violation. That's crazy. Ouch, 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 ouch. So look, we need to see how they calculate a violation, a violation, a specific uh, uh, violation, but the stick is clearly big enough for the attorneys general, well, the California Justice Department in general, to deliver a heavy blow um, if they want to to companies. So we, we need to take note of this. So the question is, are businesses, right, are marketers taking this seriously? Well, not according to this research also from Digiday, which uh, basically looks at um, a small fraction of the sites in the Comscore 50 and evaluating the privacy notices they're showing to their US visitors. And just a little more than 10% of the sites owned by the largest media companies are giving most American internet users an opportunity to manage what kinds of data those sites can collect and use. So it seems there's quite a lot of dry ember to be burnt through when it comes to this issue around enforcement and those letters coming out of the Attorney General's office. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is going to be huge. And again, as I mentioned this morning, there's a new article in Digiday. That's your homework if you're watching this right now. It's titled uh, California Attorney General Says Popular Digital Ad Opt-Outs from Trade Groups Don't Comply with the CCPA. So not this goes even farther. And it, in fact, it states here that um, both the Network Advertising Initiative and the Digital Advertising Alliance have popular opt-out tools for ad tracking that are being used right now. I mean, they're widely, they're ubiquitous. A lot of marketers and agencies, so think about this, Rich, the marketer is saying, you know, hey, agency, run my ads, do everything, you know, take care of me. And now these agencies are using these ubiquitous opt-out tools, and it, it, they just stated those are no longer going to work as well. So this is a giant quagmire that marketers and agencies and analytics trackers and everyone else have to deal with. I just hope that it reinforces uh, to marketers uh, out there the need 
to really take control of their own customer relationships, to spend money on platforms like Facebook and Google to get them off those platforms into the brand's own database, uh, to, to use things like loyalty programs to build that value exchange, to incentivize that direct connection between brand and consumer over the long term, so you can be isolated from being able to you know, know who your customers are and be able to deliver great personalized marketing because the data is coming directly to you and you're tracking their activity on your own channels, on your own platform. So I hope this is a real wake-up call to, to the industry at large to really double down on those efforts to build those direct relationships, those first-party relationships with consumers. Yeah, and Rich, I'll, I'll add to that on the technical side of things. Look, if you're maybe shopping for a CDP and you're going to attach it to a couple of different things, an ESP, you know, your email or your point of sale or anything, this is the time to really kick the tires and say, can my marketing system of record, can my engine actually accept whatever the opt-out mechanism becomes for advertising and analytics trackers? Because you're going to need real-time streaming, not batch data. Like This stuff has to come in in real time if someone opts in and out. How are you taking them in and out of segments or... Uh, you know, getting them into the right ad group. So it's no longer about just matching, all right, Tim wants mountain clothing, not beach clothing. That's great. And you need that, as you just mentioned, personalization. But you also need to know if Tim opted in or out on a particular ad network. And that's going to be incredibly interesting. So if you're building a CDP, be very, very careful that that engine can really handle those incoming, outgoing, you know, real-time uh, slippery data connections to make sure you're in compliance. That's what I got. We got we got 30 seconds left, Rich. Go ahead and close this out. Well, I'd say actually mountain clothes and beachwear are the only things I've ever seen you in. <laughs> if that's a segment, I think they're going to win. Well, if you have any, if anybody has a uh, poison ivy recommendations, I could use that because I got a lot of poison ivy from these uh, these woods you're looking over my shoulder. All right, that was a fun one. All right, cool, excellent. Well, same time next week. Yes, sir. See everybody next time. <laughs>